Welcome to You Get a Rose for the most chaotic week of all time of any season of The Bachelorette we've ever seen. I'm Hannah W. I'm your host, and I'm super excited to welcome with me today my co-host, Phil Mackey from Score North. So Please say hello. Thank you. It's been a couple years since I've been on the You Get a Rose podcast, and I like how apparently contractually we had to swap out the old host for a new host named Hannah because like... Yeah. You have to be named Hannah to be part of Bachelor and Bachelorette Nation, apparently. That's right. That's right. When I was a kid, it was a really popular name, and now all of those Hannahs have grown up to be be <laughs> gorgeous blondes. All of us. Phil, say yes. All of you. 100%. All of us yes. gorgeous blondes who are TikTok built for stars. TV. <laughs> exactly. Um, you are coming on for easily the craziest episode of Bachelor Bachelorette TV I've ever, I think I've ever seen. Yeah, and I at first I thought, oh, that's kind of a Chris Harrison way of selling this episode of the show, but I don't think it is. Like, no. Chris Harrison is the boy who cried wolf when it comes to overhyping every season and every episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we've never seen anything like this in the history of television. And it's like every season he says that. But Somehow this time he's right. they underhyped it this time. I feel like they didn't even say, buckle up, this is going to be insane. They just yes. like started the season and it turns out it's absolute chaos from start to finish. Yes, and I feel like this episode and there's like there's so many things in this episode. I think you could probably do 2 hours of commentary on just the Yosef takedown. Yes, I know. You could do 2 hours of commentary on the kiss miscommunication in the pool before <laughs> dinner. The kiss communication. The kiss communication and then I honestly I'll just throw my 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 hot take out right away. I actually think Claire is so I've I've been watching the Bachelorette and Bachelor series. Uh, JoJo was my first ever uh, okay. season, so sure. I'm, pr- I was I'm pretty new. Chris Souls was my first season. Okay, and I can pretty confidently say of all the Bachelors and Bachelorettes, she is the worst one I have seen so far. She is absolutely awful. I mean, Juan okay. Pablo was terrible. I went back and watched Juan Pablo's season later. I didn't see it live. He was an awful Bachelor. And Claire came from his season. So you'd think she would come off of that show thinking about all the ways that he sabotaged his own season and try to rectify that for hers. And instead, she just went the opposite direction and did the worst job I've ever seen. So what is like, I think where I really, I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. I was trying to say, all right, she's, okay, she's 39. She's almost 40. She knows what she wants. And so she's going to be less patient with some of these, like everyone's like 20, it's like 28 year old guys, you know, just coming up and trying to be, you know, trying to act cool. And like, at first I chalked it up to, okay, she's just very sure about what she wants. And most 23 year olds who are in the same position aren't really sure. And so they're just going to go through the process. But then when it came down to the last group date, or maybe it was the second to last group date. I can't remember. Whatever it was. I think no, it was the last group date where they all did the stand-up comedy thing in the yeah, roast. The and, they roast. Ba- and they made fun of Dale. And, and she just couldn't handle it. Yes. Like, so she's got, I don't know how many guys it was, but she had like eight guys at this uh, cocktail party. And she's asking all of them and grilling them about why they decided to grill Dale instead of getting to know them and then decided to not give a rose to any of those guys on the group date. She's Huge red nobody flag. a chance. Nobody. Right. You're telling me all those guys, good-looking guys, successful in some cases, that like none of them are worth your time to give not them even, a rose? Not even to just give them like a friendly conversation to get to know them. Because I feel like there's some good candidates in here. I actually think Bennett is rather interesting. I didn't think I would like him at first, but I do now. Wow. I think 
I think Chasen is pretty attractive. He has a dumb name, but he's pretty attractive. <laughs> and he seems to have like a swagger that I'd be interested in. I'd be curious about. I think Kenny, the like uh, boy band manager, is pretty hot and has a lot to offer. And he's also 39. So that would be a good choice. Easy is obviously just like a, a fan favorite and uh, would be a, a great person to talk to. Riley, I can name so many guys because this season has really excellent guys on the season. Yeah. Yeah, and none of them are getting a chance. None of them are getting TV time no. for the most part. Uh, Easy is going to be great on Paradise whenever they feel comfortable well, bringing Paradise back. and maybe with Tasha. I don't know if, if that – I don't. I have no idea, idea what to anticipate in terms of who gets to stay around after next week when we see Claire go home. Yeah, so actually let's – the Bennett thing is interesting because I, like, I feel like Bennett is like – he's like um, – like cheap piano player at a bar, James Bond or something. Like I can't. He looks like he looks like Clark Kent. He does. Yeah. Yeah, like a knockoff Clark Kent. With a very oily forehead. Yeah, and, and they kind of started to. They tried to sell him as he was going to be this, uh, like snotty villain type, and then actually he's just really dorky, I think, and he doesn't. He's just handsome but nerdy, and he doesn't really know what to do with that combination. <laughs> he's got some money, so he's just like he kind of wants to throw that out there. I guess his... we found out through the roast that he's rich, which we didn't know before. But yeah, okay, so, we got we got to stay on track here, though, Phil. We got to start from the top, okay? Because there are so many hot points we got to hit here, and if we could just chat all day, let's start with Yosef because that's how the episode started. That's how last episode ended. Yosef with the <laughs> just walking up to Claire and saying. You're a piece of crap, and I want nothing to do with you anymore. <laughs> um, who's, like, whose side were you on with this one? Wow, um, they're both villains. I mean, yeah. I'm, I, I would say I, I am from 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 a sentimental side. I understand where Yosef is coming from, and so like, if Yosef had a more respectful way of communicating with women. And, and I guess this is my problem. So they, they just met. They clearly haven't gotten to know each other really at all on any level. Right. And his, his first mistake was actually, if you remember, when she initially got mad that there was an oh. awkward silence, right? Yes. And she leaves. And, and, and I, that was one of those deals where, like, if you're a guy sitting in that group and you're new to the show and, like, you don't know what the production is oh, yeah, like. Yeah, they, and they so, weren't sure what they were supposed to do. Claire definitely overreacted. 100%. And so she comes back. I think it was that episode. She comes back, and he—I can't remember the exact phrasing—but he said something like, "You're crazy if you think blah blah blah." And and the so the first two oh, words out of his mouth were, right. "You're, you're crazy,", crazy. <laughs> you're and he right. didn't and he didn't mean it like "You're crazy." He meant it. It was just but a you're phrasing. crazy if you think we're not here for you. Yep. Which, yeah. But like that's a really crappy, poor way of saying it to someone that you don't really know at all. And so I yep. think, I think. His abrasive communication was on display there, and she probably, you know, sensed that from him too. So, anyways, my opinion on it is everything Yosef said, I mostly agree with, but I don't know why it was necessary to say it, period, to someone that you've just met and to what, say it in the way is, that he did. What is his investment at this point? He's Correct. been there for three days and he's spent almost no time with her whatsoever, and he has all these huge judgments on who she is personally. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was really wild to me that he went up to her and said, okay, I feel like I got to say something and then just talked at her for 20 minutes. And the thing he did that drove me the most nuts out of all the things he said, when she started to say her own piece and she was like, okay, well, first of all, you weren't even on that date and I wouldn't have included you on the date because I know that wouldn't have been a good fit for you. He was like, stop interrupting me. 
I'm not finished. <laughs> I hate when people do that. When someone comes at you and they have like a 20 minute complaint about who you are personally, and then I'm you start speaking. to say anything and they say, don't interrupt me. It's like, what did you expect this to be an hour long tirade? And then you just get to walk away. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm speaking. And then a fly lands on her head. I don't right, know. Like, exactly. Exactly. And, Although that was a lot more effective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you in that. I'm struggling. I the the edit job was definitely it was they edited that clearly in a way to make it look like escalating more quickly than it probably did. And but how do you even edit that to look like it escalated more quickly than it did? He was walking out the door, going, "I like I expected more from the oldest bachelorette, yeah. almost forty years old." He was at the peak. I think of what his I'm saying is I feel like that conversation probably took place like. It probably took place over the course of 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah, we saw a short, and, short bit. And they showed you him sort of saying, at first he was sort of saying, listen, I just have a couple things like, hey, this is all about honesty, right? And the first thing was this. And then literally 30 seconds later, he's saying, I don't ever want to see you in my life with my daughter ever again. And 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 just like what you were saying a couple minutes ago, at this point, there's really no emotional investment. It's not like you've no. gone to hometowns and fantasy suites. They haven't like, even kissed. Yep, you just met, and you feel that passionately negative about somebody. Why are you not just just leave the show, man? Like, just I agree. Literally, just leave the show. But it, the brilliance for him was, if I'm going to leave the show because I realize that I think she's immature and she's uh, classless or whatever the things he said were, he decided if I'm going to leave the show, I'm going to get me some me time. I'm going to get me some get some, me some Yosef Instagram time. Yep. Followers right now. <laughs> he, you know what's the two things that drove me crazy about Yosef besides everything. Um, the first is that. The exchange, like the actual exchange where he said, stop interrupting me, went like this. He said, you know, I, I left home and I've been struggling. Like I have to take care of my daughter and during a pandemic. And she said, I completely understand. I mean, my mom is dying. And he said, let me finish. And I was like, <laughs> wow. She just said, my mom is dying. And your response was, let me finish. And that's what really, you could tell that's what sparked her. Because after that, she was like, all right, I'm done. If you're not even going to let me speak to the fact that I experience being a person as well, <laughs> then we have nothing here. And then the other thing is his daughter. He's been using his daughter as a as a pawn since the moment he stepped onto the show. He was like, I'm going to be the guy with a daughter. But the reality is you don't need to like bring up your kid the first moment you get there and then every time subsequently after. I hate when people do yes. that. And I have a child, okay? But when people are like, how dare you speak to me that way? I have a child. Like, yeah. you're somehow exempt from <laughs> judgment because now you have a child? It makes no sense. Like, so you, can be a sh you can be a really crappy dad, as it turns out. You can be a crappy person and a dad at the same time. Yeah, and I think, like, the fact that he, the fact that he reacted that way and the fact that he comes off as such a villain... In, a, in an episode, in a season in which she is very clearly also a very flawed and terrible bachelorette. Yes. Just speaks to how awful of a person Yosef is. So, yeah, he bravo, went above and man. beyond. <laughs> above and beyond. Because she was doing all the heavy lifting of drama. And actually, after he left, it became even more dramatic. So, so we see that whole thing go down. And then she starts to cry, which, again, pissed me off about Claire. Because I'm like, what are you crying about? This guy, again, you have no emotional investment with him. He just went off on you. I'd be walking around the house like, all right, who's next? Like, I wouldn't be yeah. crying and standing For over sure. there like, I'm just so, I need, 
I'm, that was. I'm glad you brought this up because that part struck me too. And then, of course, she goes into the. I'm going to say, I, bachelor iconic speech of. Yes. You want to know why I'm the oldest bachelorette? Because I have, you know, because I don't settle for guys like that or yes. whatever. Yes. And and to your point, again, like it's not someone that she's known and been invested in, and it's like a, a relationship that's ending. It's literally just like one of thirty random dudes that just Who like doesn't click with her. And 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 at first I thought she handled it in the right way, which is like, oh, I'm going to absorb this criticism and then just tell the guy to buzz off. But for her to get like that emotional about it, to me, it was like, oh man, like why are you abs- why are you absorbing like random feedback from some douche that really doesn't matter? Like why is it affecting you that much? Yeah, and the way she handled it too, and some of the guys said this as well that I don't like this phrasing. Is like, why would you speak to a woman like that? Because the, the implication is like, I'm too fragile to be in conflict. And then yeah. the whole time she's initiating conflict. So she's obviously not too fragile to be involved in conflict. So why play that role of damsel in distress? This whole time she's like, I'm weak. I need Dale to take care of me. And then she's like, I'm not weak at all. I'm stronger than anybody. <laughs> it's to, Honestly, to me, her trauma is so raw. It's just at the top. It's just sitting around her all the time. She's so... She has like so much stuff that she is not contended with that like yes. everything just sets her off on this big emotional roller coaster she can't get back to. From. Do you think? Do you think they selected her because it's not like yes. you know she's been on like three <laughs> different shows, right? Yes. Like, do you, like do you think the two different paths were okay? This could be a fiery train wreck and amazing and just like must watch TV, or it could also be like she learns from her past mistakes. Or do you think they knew it was going to be a train wreck? Well, I guess, let me ask question. you a follow up question here, Phil. How long do you think Tasha was in quarantine waiting to be on the show? I think they were side by side. I think I think I think she was in a different part of the same complex just I think hidden so too. from the minute that Claire walked in. I think and so too. My my wife made an astute observation as we're watching this last night. She said her th- conspiracy theory is that they knew pretty quickly that this was going to be a train wreck and they they knew that there was a connection, maybe even before the show, I agree. Between, between Claire and Dale. And the producers pushed her in the direction of Dale even more aggressively just to expedite the process. I agree. Because we see the producers, she's making snarky side comments to them, and they're like buddying up to it. Yes. Are you noticing this? And even Deanna doesn't react. Chris doesn't react. They're all like, okay. <laughs> Deanna, when Deanna came to visit and she's like, all right, so basically I picked a guy and his name is Dale. She's like, ooh, sounds exciting. She didn't say like, well, it's only day one, so what are you going to do now? Yes. Yeah, and then also there was the moment too, I'm, I'm probably fast-forwarding too much here, but where she's talking to a producer after getting all huffle-puffy with the other guys after they ripped Dale in the, um, in the comedy whatever, and she refers to Dale as her fiancé. her fiancé. That was crazy. Like, what? And the, but did you notice the producer, too, kind of, like, giggled and leaned into her? And I was just like, so the producer's not stopping and saying, okay, we need to back the train up. There could be other guys here you need to investigate. She was just like, ooh, right? These guys are annoying. Let's get yeah. you out of here. Also, like, why, again, I and I'm just putting myself in the shoes of someone who I'm not, but you've got 30 eligible bachelors and you've got a period of however much time they're allotting for this COVID version of The Bachelorette. I think but like, eight weeks. So a couple of months, right? Why are you just dismissing 29 good-looking... Like, you don't even want to make out with somebody? Right. Like, it's not purely for the fantasy suites. Sure. Like, you could have 
potentially four people you ha- go to the fantasy suite with. Why would you give up that opportunity? Maybe You've been there's lonely a, during right, quarantine. Maybe there's a windmill. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Okay, so after this all happens, Tiny Ears Dale comes over and comforts her. <laughs> she plays the damsel in distress. She lets him play the knight in shining armor. She just is like all over him. And then we see her talking to Chris in her In the Moment interview, which was like a weird side thing too, where obviously I don't think they intended to show us that. And she tells him she found the one in Dale. And Chris is like, okay, okay. <laughs> you can tell he just doesn't know where to go next. Yeah. Um, so she goes and tells the guys like, okay, cocktail party is canceled. We're going to do a rose ceremony just straight to it. And then we sent home three guys. None of them got exit interviews. Instead of exit interviews, we had weird sound bites from the guys who were kept. And they never even like said the names of the guys that were cut. Yeah. So that was a weird setup to me because I was like, what is this saying? We're going to lose a bunch more guys this episode. Like, we're going to lose these three. Why is this happening? Yeah. Also, like... Chris Harrison, it feels like Chris Harrison has been acting differently in this season too, just in yep. some of the little side interactions. And then, and I, and we'll get to the kiss communication, I'm sure. But even then, the way that he just comes and sits down and just like dismisses that dude with no discussion, and and he's not even really trying to talk. I feel like sometimes Chris Harrison's role, and he plays it very well, is to sort of navigate these nervous bachelors and bachelorettes through yes. this multi-week process. And it's almost like he has decided, yeah, this is. Um, this is already off the rails. And I'm just going to let nature, I'm going to let bachelor natural selection run its course the way that it should. I feel like he's over there prepping Tasha. He's in her room like, all right, yes. here's the things you need to do for this to work well. Yes. <laughs> let me tell you about easy. Okay. He's a great guy. Um, he's, he's the art. He's, we've picked him as our narrator. He's very funny. <laughs> he's personable. He's going to be a fan favorite. Okay. So then we see them have their rose ceremony. Everyone's confused. Everyone's depressed. Then they have a group date, and everyone's like, all right, this is our day to start over again. They get a card, and the card's like, this day's date is to separate the men from the boys. And then she just doesn't show up for four hours. Yeah. It's amazing. And when she does show up, she strolls in and tells the men she decided to cancel the date. But why didn't she tell them that four hours ago? Why did nobody tell these men is this also part of the conspiracy theory where the producers were just letting the men sort of stew in their own anger, even though they already knew that it was canceled? Or yeah. like, what made her cancel it? We never saw anything leading up to that moment. It's so weird. And the dates are already just sort of watered down and weird because they're trying to do sort of like, you know, COVID yeah. time dates. And they're not, so they're not doing the same things that they would be. So these Which guys I'm fine are, with. Honestly, I, I quite enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, they're just sort of getting to the, like, they're getting to, it was supposed to be all about, like, just getting to the actual conversations and right. stuff. But, but if, you know, if you put yourself in the shoes of one of these guys, so in your real life, yeah, you're definitely getting national TV time and you're going to build an Instagram following if you do it right. But you're taking time out of your life. It's already been delayed. You're, so you're going off, you're taking more time than you had planned for. And plus, you're, in this situation, you, you had to also quarantine. Yep, to be you, able to be on the show. You quarantined before you went and you quarantined after you. So you quarantined for like a month total and then the show starts and then the show starts and she just like already has a boyfriend. <laughs> and so it would just be super frustrating if you're one of these guys and you're like, now I think I would just automatically shift to not exactly where Yosef went to, but I would shift toward how can I build an Instagram following? This is ridiculous. Like, let me just be charming on TV and crack a couple one-liners and get 100,000 Instagram followers. Yeah, I think I would probably... Uh, just shift towards being like the class clown, the fun one, and get along with people because yeah. you're you're now going to be part of Bachelor Nation, and you can easily make a lot of friends 
that are within Bachelor Nation, like if you're friendly to other people on the show. So yeah, I would definitely go there too. But instead, she like so she shows up after talking to Deanna, which we don't really need to talk about. Oh, except for the fact that she had his pants. That was kind of weird. That was super she creepy. She had his pants and like was sniffing them. That was Dale's super creepy. <laughs> Like a, uh, like a like a hook it's like a hooded sweatshirt or something, she but was the, sniffing the them pants? at the butt, you know, at the butt and crotch <laughs> or the pants. No. That felt really wrong to me. And I can guarantee you, okay, like those don't smell good in the crotch or the butt. And Dale's a good looking no. guy, but like, <laughs> come on, man, that's no, disgusting. not after that whole touchy feely date they did. Yeah. Um. So Dan and this is my favorite exchange for some reason, but Deanna was like, "When you know, you know," and Claire was like, "You know when you know." <laughs> I was like, "You almost had it, Claire." my god well just to back up for a second i do feel like these guys like these guys are definitely uh they're getting the raw end of the deal here but i feel like they make the same mistakes especially the guys in these bachelorette episodes they make the same mistakes almost every season and that every season once, they get obsessed with one guy yes one guy and, and sometimes it's the chad johnson guy who's like yep. he has no chance to win but he's just like he's just like the ass of the house um, and then I think it's even worse when a clear favorite emerges and yeah, whether it was and like they Colton, rile each other up about it. Yes. And, you know, again, like, listen to me, like I'm, I'm sitting here as if like, I've got the answers for how <laughs> I could undercut. But like in that situation, if you know that she's early on, she's into Dale, then the worst thing you can do is start to like denigrate Dale and focus on Dale in front of her. Like just be yourself and, mm-hmm. and create your own relationship with her. And and do it that way. That's why like this, like like when Bennett comes out and just tells like twenty minutes of Dale jokes. It was like that was great for the show. But if his goal was to actually like get with Claire, okay, dude, like you're done. Yeah, it's not working. <laughs> don't don't come in and harass the one she likes the most. That's definitely yeah. not going to get you within her favor. Yes. Okay. So after the date is canceled, we see the cocktail party, which was also epic. But we're going to come back to that after we go to a short break. We'll be back. And we're back. Let's talk about the crazy cocktail party because (laughs) Dale starts by doing this weird speech. So he's been doing lots of little mini speeches at the top of every every group date. And I don't think normally they show us those things, but they really are showing us now because they want us to, I think they want us to hate Dale and Claire. And then he takes her aside and they basically dry hump on a bed in her room for upwards of 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, and I think at that point, if you're one of these other guys, and what was the name of the guy that wound up knocking on the door? Easy. Can't remember his name. Oh, Easy knocked on the door. All right. Uh, bravo for having the stones to go knock on that door. But I would if, just let it be. <laughs> if I know that they've been in there for 45 minutes or an hour, like, what is the value of me knocking on that door? Like, it's what, it's, what do you think happened in there? It, it's, it's over. And then, of course, he knocks on the door, and they're just acting like a couple of 12-year-olds who uh, just got so, done. Like, I had such bad secondhand embarrassment for them, and they were like, eh, um, um, well, I should get going. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, you, okay. Is she going to give me a hug? <laughs> yeah. It was and, so weird. And her, she had chosen this sort of faux silk jacket and shorts, and it got so incredibly wrinkled yeah. from being on the bed. So her entire back was like wrinkles and her crotch was all wrinkled. And I'm sure it was all warm too. And when he stood up at some point, okay, I froze. I watched, I tried to look at it like three times to see if I could figure out if Dale like had a boner on the show. <laughs> when he stood up off the bed, he like stopped and turned and sat there for a second. And I swear I saw something. 
I mean, and then he like gets up and kind of like brushes his pants off. There's of almost, there's almost no way he didn't. Right. If he didn't, then it opens up several other questions <laughs> about the interaction and about uh, the relationship. Yes. But I think he might have just been a master at like camera angles in that moment. Just give me, just give me a forty-five just, degree they, angle here. Let me slide by. They craft it out. They edited it out in the in the end. They're like, that's on the that's on the cutting room floor. Did they? <laughs> What's the equivalent? Did they, did they like Photoshop like like the the beige pants he was wearing just to yeah, make it look like? <laughs> they just looked flatter all of a sudden. Um, so they make out for an hour, and and then they were also going like, "Why are you so perfect? Why are you so perfect? Why oh are you God. so perfect?" I hated watching it; it made me feel sick. I was like, "Ugh, this okay. is so little kid." Another thing too, like I you know I'm not I'm not against like the you know love at first sight sort of like you know hot and heavy at, off the top of the relationship, but if you're like oogling at each other like little kids early in the relationship like that um i think it sends off major warning signals and red flags and probably leads to a fiery car crash at some point i agree uh, the way they are doing it is so extra like to me they just want to get into each other's pants very quickly and that's not going to end well for them i don't think and the way that they just stopped noticing the rest of the room, like they couldn't read anybody else's behavior anymore, was so mortifying to watch because it reminds me of like when uh, you have a friend that starts dating somebody new and you know that person's not good for them, but all they do is talk about that person. They only hang out with that person. And when they're together, they are like practically sitting on top of each other because even in the same room, they need to be physically touching all the time. It's like, it's nauseating. Yeah. And if you know what, if you're him too, there there was that great moment where a couple of the guys told him, dude, just own it, man. Like, it's okay. Like, you guys were in there for 45 minutes and then you went back in the second time. Why isn't he owning it? A, yeah. because he's immature and uh, probably B, because it's possible he's not actually that into her. Do you her. think he's embarrassed that he's actually doing that? Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's part of it is he's like... He doesn't want to say he's really into her because he maybe actually isn't, but he's yeah. really into the idea of being on TV. Yeah. And, Just saying. And all those things are going to work out well for him maybe long term. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was super uncomfortable. And then of course, like Easy just sits in that room and he's like looking back and the camera shot zooms in on him. He's like looking back and forth at them and he realizes, oh my God, what did this I just want to Yeah, this is the end <laughs> for me. Um, and then he comes back. So he leaves. The men are all pissed off at him. They're like, I can't believe you spent 45 minutes with her. The rest of us are only going to get a few minutes. After, after the date had already been canceled, he was like, yo, sorry. It just got, things got wild. We were just goofing and smiling and goofing. And then he shows <laughs> up again and interrupts her when she's with somebody else. Uh, ben, I think. And just, like, slides in the door and goes, like, oh, I didn't know you guys were in here. Where else would they be? They're at La Quinta. There's nowhere else to go. It seemed like there was only this little fire pit and then her presidential suite. And that's the only place that they were going back and forth. It's like, yeah, that wall outside that literally says El Presidente that you were inside for 45 minutes. Like, yeah, yeah that, that's where she is, clearly. That's definitely where she is. And they start making out against the wall, again, like children. I shouldn't say like children, like teenagers. <laughs> Like teenagers, and then Chasen comes in and interrupts, and they do this weird stance to pretend that they weren't, that made it look even more like they were. Yeah, we're just hanging out here by the wall. He like puts his arm up like he's at a urinal or something, and yes. just like, yeah, we're just chilling here. Yeah, at don't mind point, us. Like when Claire canceled the date, I was, I was starting to, I was like, all right, Claire is 
she's on my bad list now. I don't like that she did that without any explanation. But when this started happening, I was like, I'm done with you, Claire. I'm done with you. You are so disrespectful to everybody. Mm-hmm. And like, Yosef was wrong for what, he's, what he said, but you are doing way worse to this group of men who are here, who've put everything aside to come meet you. Yes. And you won't even give them the time of day. And in fact, you told your producer to hurry the rest of them along. That's amazing. That God, was that's a, amazing. such a good clip. I'm so glad they showed us that. God, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm happy that we're on the same wavelength here because at first I was thinking last night, like I don't, even, I don't want to be that guy that just thinks like, oh, she's, she's the worst, and she's but the worst. it sounds like a lot of women agree when they watch her that she's just like exuding a lot of the stereotypes and bad attributes that, um, that you want to avoid. And I will yeah. say to the, to the, to the second time around for Dale when he goes back again. I thought that was because you had brought up earlier just like not being able to read the room and, right. and having a lack of respect. In that moment, if you're him, you already sense so you, you already know that like you are the lead horse at this point. You know, you have you have really no reason to have to uh, flex your muscles again on that night. And you know that all those guys hate you. And yeah, so they you just had, told you. Right. So if you have any sort of self awareness in that spot, you don't go back a second time. And if you're no. her, you just tell him, Hey, Let's, I'll catch you later. I'll find yeah, you later. We'll talk later. It's like our relationship is fine. Like, don't worry about it. And when they both, this, when she, when he decided to go back and when she decided to allow him to come back and, that was and it kick the me. other guy out, it literally was the end of the season. Yes. Like, and we're, and apparently we're going to find that out next week, but yes. it was over. At that, at that moment, I was like, okay, Claire, I'm totally disinvested in your happiness. I hope you two end up miserable together yeah. because you're super rude <laughs> and you've made all these people go out of their way to, to do this thing for you so that you could just like sabotage yourself again yeah. for the fourth time. Man, and uh, the thing that really sealed the deal though was when she gave the rose to Dale. I could not believe it. I, I was sitting there with my husband and I was like, I bet you anything she's going to give that rose to Dale right now. I, 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 she better not do it. I, she better not do it. And then she did. And that was it. Claire yeah, so, was written off of everybody's charming list. She's done to the world. I feel like the way other Bachelorettes go about it. Let's, like, let's go back to the JoJo season for a second because that was my first ever foray into Bachelor Nation. So she right away, I think I think she Jordan knew it Rogers, was Jordan. Yep. Yeah. Jordan, I think, got the, the first impression rose that season and was very clearly like, either the lead or or right in the mix with the final two, like in yep. her mind the whole time. And instead of just, oh my God, this is the first guy that I like and I'm going to give him every rose all the time and just spend all the time with him. She was like, okay, I dig him. I already know I dig him. I'm definitely going to keep like in, in contact with him. But I want to get to know these other guys. And it's like she doesn't have that gear. She doesn't have the gear to say, all right, I really like Dale, but boy, like I don't want to make a mistake by jumping in too early. So I'm going to go get to know Bennett and Easy and, and Chase and some of these other guys. So I, I'm with you. Dale obviously like was the most deserving in her mind of the rose, but play the game. like Give the play rose the to somebody else just and to like... The rose is an act of reassurance. We know that. That's to help. That's to make it so that during the, ro- during the cocktail party pre-rose ceremony, that guy doesn't have to worry about finding you so other guys can come talk to you. Sure. So... Like Dale, she he doesn't need to worry because she said to him, I wish I could spend every day with you. She could just tell him. I mean, at this point, she's told him whatever she wants. She could just say, hey, I'm definitely going to give you a rose at the next ceremony, so don't worry about it. 
and then give that rose to somebody else who's like stepped up and shown a little bit of themselves, like Easy, who went out of his way to find her. Yeah. Just to say to him, like, hey, I think you're a great person. I think you should continue on the show. I hope to get to know you a little bit more. But she's not even capable of that kind of self-reflection, number one, and also consideration for other people. She okay, seems to be lacking. <laughs> I, I'm jumping the gun with this question, but just to put you on the spot, of all the guys not named Dale right now that could have a chance at some point to go on to be – uh, the Bachelor in a year or two from now. Are there any that stand out to you that could be like great sympathetic stories of man, if that guy only because w- they could frame it like he never got a chance from Claire, right? right? I think like so. Well, obviously we know that uh, Matt James is going to be the next mm-hmm. Bachelor, but let's say one of these other guys gets a chance. I think Riley is a good candidate because he kind of put his heart on his sleeve in the beginning with her. He had, like, a nice moment connecting with her. And then this episode, he was a really good narrator of saying, like, it feels like she doesn't see us. It feels like she doesn't care for us. Also, Kenny kind of played that role. I don't know that he would be the best Bachelor, but he's. I think he should be brought back for some sort of future thing because I think he's really attractive and interesting. And he said a lot of things this this episode. Easy would be my number one pick, though. Yeah. Because he's just, like, so likable. And and I could feel like any woman would would be able to get along with him, even if they didn't spark on the emotional level. Riley's the former football player who lost like 100 pounds, right? No, that's Jason. Jason looks like an absolute nightmare to me. That's right. He kind of started to reveal some deep-seated anger he has. And in the previews, there's a lot of things where he's like... You don't want to see me get mad. And yeah. I don't like that from anybody. Yeah, like like their first deep conversation within five minutes, edited, of course. Within five minutes, he's like, oh, I've gone to some really dark places. And like it's like, okay, whoa, whoa. Yeah. We're just having a glass of wine here, buddy. Yeah. Like, let's, let's wait <laughs> till the next one. He's like, I'm pretty aloof. I'm usually the guy that's a manipulator. Okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> I think this is a good pa- time for me to pass. I'm manipulating you right now by showing my emotions. It's great. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Okay, there's still there's still more from this episode. There's yet more drama that happened. So then we see that date ends. Everybody is super mad that Dale got the rose, including me as a viewer. Then the next day we are just going to go on this date with Zach J, which you know from the beginning is going to be a disaster because she has no interest in Zach J. I don't even really know who Zach J is before this date starts. That's what I feel. Okay, I, I feel like they've just like thrown random new guys in as the episodes have progressed. <laughs> yeah. Like, like oh, there's this Zach guy. He's got like 12 abs and uh, yeah. a nice beard. Yeah, he worked right. out so hard to be on the show. Yeah, you know, he, he, he like, that dude's been only eating spinach and chicken breast for so many months and he didn't even, <laughs> even get his time to shine. Also, the poor, so the poor guy, he's, he's never gone and gotten a pedicure and a facial, like, okay, okay so but- he, like, have you gotten a pedicure before, Phil? Two or three times a year. Love it. Yep. I can't believe that somebody has never gotten a pedicure. I feel so sad for anyone that's never tried that. Yeah. It's and such so, a delightful situation. And then he's sitting there. So, like, put yourself in his shoes for a minute. So you're sitting there, and you're uh, you're with a beautiful woman. You're on national TV, and you've got two or three people at this at this salon who are. Uh, making your skin feel great and putting some guacamole on your face or whatever they're doing and the cucumbers and stuff. And she asks you, so like, how are you doing? Are you enjoying it? And he pauses and he's like, I'm uh, like, I'm getting there. It's like, what do you mean you're getting there? Like for just, even even if you're not there and enjoying yourself, lie for God's sake. He was uptight. And I kept wondering, are they giving him a bad edit? But then I thought, well, I think he just might be kind of a weird guy. No, he is. Because he was like, I just, I don't really relax very well. Oi. 
You can't even, you're literally at a spot. Just chill. You have nowhere to go. Can you imagine like the theme of the show is find someone to spend the rest of your life with. And like the first words out of his mouth are like, I never relax. I am super (laughs) anal. Yeah, I would not continue on with him. And especially because he's like literally on vacation. It's not like he has a to-do list he needs to get done. He's just like on vacation. So um, it's really weird. She keeps doing a really fake laugh where she's like, oh, 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 it's so obvious she's unhappy. She, she does not want to be there. He can't relax. And then we see them in a pool, which we didn't necessarily see them get into. But she's getting out of the pool to, to like, change. She s- turns to him. She leans in for a kiss. He, he, like, stops dead in the water. Yes. Does not lean in. And to her, it feels like he pulled back. Even though he didn't necessarily pull back, but he did not contribute to the kiss in a really weird way. Like, he didn't meet her halfway. And then she's like, oh. And he literally grabs her by the neck, like, by the chest and is like, no, wait, come back. Do it again. Try again. What happened? And she's like, it's fine. It's fine. Let's not do it. And he's like, no, no, wait. What what, what happened? What did I do? What did I do? And she's like, okay, okay, Mr. Man. I didn't mean to make you mad. And she, like, runs away. To her little villa and, like, sobs into her dogs. That is, like, top five most uncomfortable I've ever been watching TV, period. <laughs> Not just The Bachelor, Bachelorette. And let's and let's go back to the actual tape, okay? Okay. I, I felt Roll like, so, so obviously, like, I'm a sports media guy, and anytime there's a close play at the goal line or... Did he fumble or not? We've got 15 different replay angles. We've got the super slow motion, zoom in, right? Biggest problem with that episode, the producers didn't give us the sports super slow motion replay. Like You had to go back and see. Once there's controversy, okay, he's saying that he didn't lean back. He's saying that he leaned in and she stopped short. We got to go back to the replay booth. We need need to like Mike Pereira from Fox to like come in the former official guy and say, well, listen, what I saw on this play was, so what I saw when I watched it back was he, he certainly didn't lean in. No, I think he sort of, I was going to say stiffened up. That might not be the exact right way to phrase it in this situation, (laughs) but um, she would have liked that more. Um, He definitely (laughs) froze. It's like, dude, she's leaning in to kiss you. Why are you not at least coming 20% of the way? Like, is it, is it just like, I am a man, I need cold cuts and women to come to me. Like, that's what it kind of felt like. If he was like, oh, I'm a man, then he would be like, I want to be the one to make the, I want to be the one to instigate. Cause like, it's more like along the lines of toxic masculinity to be like, I must be the one to instigate. But in this case, he just absolutely froze. He looks like he hasn't been kissed in a very long time and he wasn't sure if she was really into it or if she was going to do something different, like hit him. What is this human interaction I am dealing with? I don't yeah. sense that this is. So, like, so it was, he, he wasn't sure if it was going to be like a kiss, kiss slap or what, what it was going to be a slap, slap kiss. I, don't know. I actually, here's my, here's my other thought. I actually think he was so shocked because the date wasn't going well. There was no, no chemistry. Why would, why'd she lean in? And it's like, she just had this clearly had this moment of like, Hey, all right, we're going to go to dinner and I'm just, you know, I'm having this temporary moment of elation and you look great with your shirt off. And so I'm going to lean in and kiss you, even though I'm not really that into this. I think he was shocked by it. Yeah. Um, I think obviously like next time lean in for him. But then when he tries to sort of like put his arm around her and then he tries to grab her later, like he just like his, have you ever seen uh, Edward Scissorhands, that movie from the early (laughs) nineties? Yes, of course. And at the end of the movie, 
Edward is trying to help, like, I can't remember who it is. Like, he's trying to help someone get off the ground and, like, he's trying to pick them up, but he's, like, keeps slicing them up because he has scissor yes. hands. It's like, like, dude, you're making it worse by trying yes. to, like, put your arm around her right now. Just let her be, leave the her alone. The way he gripped her chest was so aggressive yeah. and inappropriate. And it was like, hey, man, if you think it didn't go well, just say, oh, I didn't know you were coming in for the kiss. Let's try it again. Yeah. You know, I. I read so, that situation wrong. I didn't think you liked me like that. Let's try it again. But instead, he was like, no, no, how, my one chance. However, I will say on her end, when she, so she lets her guard down. She gets Dale out of her head for 10 seconds and decides, I'm going to kiss this guy. And then when yep. it doesn't go the way that she wanted, she immediately ejected herself from the rest of the date mentally, too. Yep. So yep. When, when he's genuinely trying to say, oh, I, I'm sorry, just like total miscommunication, she at that point had zero desire to even entertain it. She was just yeah. done. And then she sends Chris Harrison to the dinner table to, uh. to end the date. Like, that's another thing. If you're her, can you not show up in person in that spot? He's yeah. a nice guy, nice enough guy. Oh, maybe he's not. This but is like, what I mean by she. I feel like um, she's using, I, this is why I feel like she hasn't gone to enough therapy because she's either so truly so raw that she's genuinely afraid of, of him, which is very sad. And I hope that she gets that that she gets some help with that soon because he was not like a threat in the moment, right? She had producers around her. He wasn't like the way he touched her was, was weird and inappropriate. And at the same time, she was not in a situation where like going back to say to him, I don't want to continue this at dinner would have been a threatening situation for her. Mm -hmm. Um, and also because like she, she was so deeply triggered by that moment, like that she couldn't even compose herself and, I, I don't feel like she's ready to be on the show because the show puts you in a lot of compromising situations. And I feel like the producers knew that about her and are exploiting it to every last degree. Yes. These producers, there's no way they were caught off guard by any of this. It's, no. It kind of seems like they were, but um, but they, you know they had Tasha ready to rock and roll from the get-go. Well, yeah. I mean, Claire's not in a good place, right? She's currently dealing with her mom who has Alzheimer's or dementia, and she is literally dying. And it seems like Claire is one of her main caregivers. And she's also been in a bunch of failed relationships that we've literally witnessed on TV. Her dad died. She's been in an abusive relationship that she's only recently gotten therapy for. Like, there's a lot of stuff just broiling at the surface that this is the worst possible situation you could have put her in. And we're seeing everything come out because of it. Yeah. Uh, actually, I have one, one other question for you, going back to okay. actually the Yosef thing. Do you think when Yosef says that the the game of strip dodgeball was degrading and it's I think the insinuation was like if this was flipped around you would never have the women candidates stripped down to their you know to nothing. Um, do you, how do you feel about that? I, well, we talked about that last week. I definitely agree with that. Hmm. I agree with that. Like that, she had some choices that she could have made to take a step back. Obviously, the producers had the intention of making that happen because they would not have given them matching jock straps <laughs> if that wasn't the case. They wouldn't have made them what? wear red and blue jock straps if how they do hadn't. You know, how do you know that they aren't just like shopping at the same places, the same, <laughs> the same quarantine malls? <laughs> so obviously, the producers had that in mind. They wanted one of those guys to get down to their jock straps and like she encouraged it and i if i were her i would have been like hey, you know what shoes off instead of showing me your whole butthole i don't yeah. need to see your whole butthole <laughs> I'm right good now on that yeah yeah <laughs> and 
Like, but at the end, that was sort of a mutual thing because some of those guys decided to then get fully naked and that was on them to do that. I felt like that was, that was like inappropriate for the whole show. Like they were at that point, you're, if you strip down naked, now you're sexually harassing everybody else as well. It was just not a good situation. Then it's a a different, then it's a different kind of dodgeball after, after that happens. But like Yosef wasn't there. And like, how can he comment on it as something he didn't even see? He like we actually saw it. He didn't even see it. He just yeah. heard secondhand, thirdhand. How many Instagram followers is he up to now? Check oh, this I don't out know. Here. You'll have to look. Okay, but we should really move on too because there is still more. There is a group date number two with the roast, which the main thing that I took away from the roast is that Margaret Cho has aging in reverse, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that she somehow looks like she's. 20 years younger than she was 20 years ago. Did she quarantine for two weeks for that just like six-minute appearance? Well, when's the last time you saw Margaret Cho doing something big? I don't know. She's probably been quarantining for a while, yeah. I think she also um, has been doing voiceover stuff. I haven't seen her on TV in a while, so maybe she was like, yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah. I got to think um, that like like getting any sort of prominent celebrities on, like they always do like the country singers, you know, on the, yeah. on the dates and stuff. Like they all what? have to it quarantine. It might be worth it. it. It might be worth it if you haven't gotten a lot of airtime recently. And there's a dearth of TV right now. Like, there's not a lot to watch. So people are probably, I'm guessing their ratings are pretty good for this show. I'd have to look it up. But, I would think so, yeah. Um, so they, they all rip on Dale, like we talked about before. They all rip on Dale. She really hates them for it. She's very upset. And then she has a cocktail party, and she's so obsessed with Dale, she brings him up to every single man on the date and asks Super them, like, obnoxious. so... <laughs> What what's that? What was all that you were saying about Dale? How come you were bringing up Dale so much? And they all keep trying to change the subject. Like, well, this isn't about Dale. This is about you and me. So let's talk about you and me. And then she'd right. go right back into it. Yeah, I mean, seriously, oh. like like one. I can't remember which guy it was, but it was like the second or third guy into the to the Dale question. Uh, ben. Right. Yeah, and he goes, "Listen, you know, I." It actually was the it was it was yeah it was the guy who said I told forty three jokes and one was about Dale and she just wanted to grill me about Dale the whole time. Yeah, it's like, that was what, Ben. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, my notes are like, ugh, pathetic. OMG, really, everyone. <laughs> it's very very junior high. It's very it much like bad. what what did so and so say? What did so and so say? Because what she actually is asking is, what has Dale said about me? hundred percent. What does yes. Dale think? And then to just stab them through the heart even more, she gives. No one the rose yeah. after the group date. And I have never seen this happen before on the show. I've never seen somebody not give away a rose at, at a cocktail party mm-hmm. from a group date. That was so insulting. She gave it to herself instead. And what, what do we think? There's probably eight guys on that group date, the yeah. cocktail hour, something like that. So you're telling me in a room of nine of you, and you're one of them, Claire, that you either are the unluckiest woman of all time walking into a room of eight good-looking guys who are all just complete clowns and duds and bad humans, and it's just like colossal bad luck that you drew this many terrible human beings in one room, or it's you. It's you, because she's not like she's walking into a frat house. She's walking into a group of men that were selected, background checked, (laughs) extensively researched. (laughs) They had to go through a long audition process. They explicitly came on the show to meet her, and she still can't find a single one of them to even just 
give a rose to to go on to the next week. It's, it's also a room bad. of like all eight of those guys did push-ups off camera for a half hour before uh, uh, that cocktail pump. party. Just, yes, just to get ready to look good for the rose. <laughs> One of them actually like his his jaw literally dropped, and he was just sitting there mouth agape when she said that she wasn't giving out the rose. Yeah, and then you can tell they're all mad. This is when she makes fun of. Um, or she, she tells the producer about how they're making fun of her fiancé, and the producer kind of giggles with her. And the men are super mad, and you can tell they're just stewing in it. And I don't think we've seen the end of this night. This night continues on I hope to so. next episode. I 100% hope so. Because the men are mad, and I don't I think... Well, okay, let me ask you. What do you think is the final conversation here? What sends her home? Well, I'm trying to glean from some of the clips. It seems like it's not a happy ending between her and Dale because Dale was part of the group of guys that she was addressing in one of the clips saying, I'm sorry I wasted all your time. So at some point, there's like either the producers and Chris Harrison step in and say, no, this isn't how, like, this isn't how it works. Um, if you and Dale want to pursue something off camera, you can. Or her and Dale have a falling out of some kind, and then it leads to her just being screwed with everybody. Yeah, so I think I, that I the know. producers kick her off. I think that Chris says, you got to go. If you want to pursue this with Dale, you can do it off the show. Yeah. But that you're you're abusing the system and you're like, you're basically having your own little sex party <laughs> inside of our show and it's not going to work for us anymore. Because it's only, they're, they're just seconds away from sleeping with each other. And actually, I think they do sleep with each other on this night that we see. And then the next day, they're like, the producers tell her she's got to go. Yeah. Well, and, and think about this, too. If I can't believe I'm about to say this, but if you want to uphold the integrity of the Bachelor franchise. Which I do, <laughs> Phil. Which I do. You almost have to have at least some sort of guidelines and parameters that you have to follow. Like, if it gets to a certain point and you're Colton and you want to hop a fence and, you know, make a mess of the final three, like, that's fine. But you can't make a mess of the final 23. That's yeah. the thing. I've never, usually by episode three, I'm still pretty bored and I don't know anyone's name. And I'm just like kind of going through the routine <laughs> until it gets a little bit more juicy. But these three episodes have been so full of drama and nonsense. And I, I honestly appreciate Claire for it because she's a hot mess, but I'm having a great time. A hundred percent. And and I actually think, I don't know, it's possible that Tasha could also be a little bit of a hot mess just based on some of the drama that she created in Paradise too. But Wait, I think, think Tasha's with JPJ? I think, yes. I think I think Tasha's gonna at least how should I say this uh, without getting us all fired? I think she'll indulge in the process and yes, she'll, she'll, she be, she'll be open to exploring all of the options. Let's put it that way. I think so too. I think she will definitely indulge. <laughs> she'll get a little taste of every man on that ship. <laughs> uh, just even the way that they introduced her coming back when, they, when she walked slowly out of the pool, I was like, oh, so Tasha's season is going to be sexy. Yes. Is, that the, is that what we're getting here? It's not going to be sweet girl Tasha. It's going to be sexy Tasha, which I'm excited for. Yeah. Honestly, my biggest concern is that her the remainder of the season will be boring in comparison. And I hope it's not because I like Tasha a lot and I want her to have a really good season. But I'm worried it's going to be like really boring compared to this. It, it, well, I don't know how you could have it be more explosive and exciting than these first three episodes. Um, but if even if it just goes back to being sort of like a normal standard season of The Bachelorette, and then we got this amazing intro of three or four episodes, it'll still be worthwhile. But yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't know how you can top these first three episodes. Well, give me just your perspective, like from, from a man's perspective, how easy is it for you to switch gears from from being like, I'm pursuing this woman for, <laughs> like, let's say seven days at this point. And let's, it's, yeah. I've been thinking about her for two weeks before. I've actually been thinking about her for four months before. And now, 
tomorrow I'm going to pursue that woman. Honestly, in this in this particular situation, I think it would be so easy to like I would have already flipped the switch off on on Claire just seeing like okay, she's Based clearly on her into behavior. Dale. And yeah, the way that she's behaving and treating people, the first red flag is when she overreacted to the awkward silence. Like mm-hmm. that overreaction to me would have probably shut me down for the me whole too. season. I just it's, like it shut me down as do a it. viewer. Yep. Um, and so for me, it'd be a really easy switch to flip. And also, like I don't know, not to be an ageist, but like if you're if you're 39 or 40 years old in that spot, and like a lot of these guys are 28, like is that really gonna work long term? Yeah, it doesn't seem doesn't like they cast sense. for Claire, does it? Seems like they cast. For Tasha, hmm. because hmm, even okay. Dale is thirty-one, and the thing is, like, thirty-nine. Claire has made it clear she wants kids. At thirty-nine, that means now. That means real soon. And if yes. you're twenty-eight and a guy, you're probably not necessarily thinking about that tomorrow. <laughs> you're maybe not thinking about being a dad. That's why you came on The Bachelor. Yeah, the Bachelorette. And and unless they edited it out, I'm guessing her and Dale haven't had that conversation yet about uh, no. how, how, how she wants kids yesterday. So yes, yes, how she's probably been. Frozen her eggs a while ago because she's got the money to do it. Uh, amazing. Okay. I love to hear your hot takes on this. I feel like we have very similar feelings about how this season is going. First of all, it's great. Secondly, it's a train wreck. Um, oh, so I have to pick one of those two? <laughs> no, both are true. Oh, yes. I, think we I, both I was going to say, I totally agree with both those things. Yes. <laughs> I think we're both in agreement that, yes, it's great, and also it's horrible. Yes. And it is like... I can't wait until. Well, I was gonna say I can't wait until next Tuesday night. For some reasons, I I can wait till next Tuesday night. But uh, but this is. It, are they gonna run an episode well, next I, Tuesday night? What I was night? gonna say to you is, in the ultimate slap in the face for Claire, she's gonna have her last episode next Thursday night. The okay. Thursday after the election, she's gonna okay. have her final episode. So the I'm sure the viewership will be maybe fifty percent of what it normally is for her final uh, for uh, her final night. Honestly, of like the show. I can't think of like I don't wish her like too much ill will, but she just doesn't seem like a likable person. And so I don't know. There's been a couple candidates like I would say there's been a couple guy uh, Ari was one of these where it's like, dude, just I don't need to see you on TV anymore. Oh, Ari, what a boring season. I yeah. barely remember it. Just just go away, please. Yeah. I'm ready for Claire to be done. I'm really ready to switch to Tasha, and I'm really looking forward to that next week as hopefully uh, a reliever after the week. And let me just say to the listeners, uh, next week may be stressful for all of us, but please take care of yourselves. Focus on your health. Let's all stay calm together and just live in the in the glory world of Bachelor Nation for a little while. Um, okay, on that note, I know you got to run, Phil. I could talk about this for another hour with you, but I can't keep you, can I? Let's do it. Let's do another episode once we know the fate of Tasha's season. Okay, right. I'm looking forward to it. Um, listeners, thank you so much for for joining us for this crazy wild episode. Thank you so much to Phil Mackey for being my co-host today. Thank you, as always, to my producer, Beth Gibbs, for being amazing and and sitting through all of this, even though she doesn't like the show. <laughs> Thank you to MyTalk1071 um, for being our, our home for this show. And we'll see you next time um, for after, uh, after Thursday's episode. We'll have our episode come out on Friday. And in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at You Get a Rose, on Facebook at You Get A Rose, and through email if you want to reach out to us, hello at YouGetARose.com. See you next week. For more on the show, visit YouGetARose.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at You Get A Rose. You Get A Rose is a podcast from MyTalk1071. Hear more great podcasts on MyTalk1071.com.